Hey, Ch hey, Chad, how you doing? Hi, Cameron. It's Whoop. you. <laughs> we're we're back. We're from back. A hiatus. Yeah, I don't know if anyone noticed. It's, um, it was a snaky hiatus because the snakes go. Because sometimes I just upload late anyways, so it might have just seemed like one of those. Yeah. Did Did you get the toothpick episodes up? Yeah. Oh, I gotta share that one. That one was good. Because the other, well, here's the thing with the toothpick episode. Mm -hmm. It was oddly topical because we talked about the Super Bowl coming up and we did our like Grammy predictions and it was did all we? sorts of stuff that like passed already. How drunk was I when I did that episode? We talked about the government shutdown and that's already over. It was all kinds of stuff. So now I feel really silly uploading it so late. Oh, it doesn't well. sound like we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Ah, you did call it toothpricks. Not not to be like ego masturbatory about our own show on our show, but I'm gonna share that one on my Facebook page. That yeah, was a good one. I like hey, the description you too. Fucker faces, listen to this stupid shit, yo. I'm not even drunk, I just had a beer. I'm drinking Guinness. I think I said that already. It's like a snake Guinness. Yay. I'm not gonna keep doing that, because I know it's annoying to listen to. Yay. I did upload this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's there. Oh, it already has 11 listens. Wow. I wonder if our... I think this does more than comics podcasts now. Well, it's weird. We did we did that Star Trek episode, and that got 67. Really? And I think we did one on cartoons. Actually, you know, a lot of these are around the 60s. If you go back far enough. Huh. That's kind of weird. Oh, Fairly Odd Parents. That's our that's our highest episode at 113. Okay. I'm only seeing... I don't know where, you, where you're finding this. Because I look at it and I see it looks like 16 if I click on some of these, but maybe. Now some spot. Most of these are around that, but <laughs> if you go back, there's like a period. I where we if... actually had people that like, gave a shit for a little bit. Yeah, I think we did the Harry Potter episode and then everyone unsubscribed... And we're down to 11 for a while. Okay. So we did Yeah, it. wow. I wonder what we said to, to, to piss people off on the Harry Potter episode. What, what What could we have ever said that might drive someone away? I don't know. We're so this is probably it. stupid. <laughs> Dude, I'm glad keep, to be back. I keep starting these, like, fights on the internet. It, I So my computer broke. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Either it broke or broke it. I'm not sure which. But uh, something happened and won't turn on anymore. So it's like, oh, no, well, whatever. And I, I went through everything trying to fix it. It's not going to get fixed. I order a new one. It's going to take a week to ship. So I just, like, didn't have the computer for a week. Mm -hmm. And by about the seventh day, when my new computer showed up, it's like I came home from work and my new computer's there. And my parents are like, Cameron, your computer came in. Here it is. And I'm like, oh, I have to go back on the internet now. <laughs> because I kind of got used to like, oh, I it's it's a little more inconvenient to check Twitter. So I just won't. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple people I really want to stay in touch with. So I was like texting you a lot, but not so much other people. Sure. And it's like, oh, okay, also, I got my computer set up. And then immediately like internet fights about abortion and layoffs and... It's like okay, why did I, why do I go to Twitter? Like, 
Yeah. I I I tried to do a poli- political discourse the other day on Facebook and it it ended about as well as you would think it would end, which is to say not well. And I'm just like I'm never doing this again. I hate everything about people and computers and and and, and people, mostly the people. Yeah, it's hard. It's to, frustrating. I'm on this uh I'm on this Blizzard fan site, and Blizzard just laid off like 800 people. Oh, and- I thought it was Activision. So. Because it was Activision Blizzard, I, I assume most of those were on the Activision end, and that Blizzard no, wasn't. No, <laughs> it was a it was a Blizzard thing. Oh, really? Wow. But the thing is that what they they laid off the people that don't make the games, mm. like admin people, like the guy that does the mail and the person's the events coordinator at BlizzCon after the worst BlizzCon in history, and you know mostly that kind of position. Okay. Not, not to say that those people don't deserve a job, but it's like right. they they laid off a bunch of people that don't make games. And I I thought the critique of Blizzard was that they're not making Diablo four fast enough, and I, I, so I thought that's like don't people kind of want the games? Well, being with their made? merger with Activision, you would I wonder if Activision's handling most of the uh, clerical and office shit now for them. I, I mean, you're gonna need some office workers, but. You know, depending on what what's going on, yeah, you might not need like a male guy anymore. Well, also, they don't need an esports guy for Heroes of the Storm because they're not doing that esports anymore. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, it sucks when people lose their jobs, but also, I don't work for Blizzard, so I don't know what like. So how, it, I don't know how their offices is structured. Yeah. So here's the other thing: they're increasing their dev headcount twenty percent. Okay. So that's pretty. That's cool. I mean, that's really cool. So everyone's really mad that 800 people got laid off. And everyone's talking about... I'm surprised they would have 800 non-devs to lay off. Like, that seems kind of bloated for a video game studio, right? Well, again, that's kind of... I think that's why it had to happen. Yeah. (laughs) They have that many people on payroll that aren't actually contributing to a bottom line or a product or anything. Yeah. Because you're going to need some HR, you're going to need some IT, and you're going to need some custodians... And you're probably going to need, like, a, someone to work the front desk and do the mail. But I don't think you need, like, 800 of that. Yeah. So, anyways, that's not an easy decision to make. But they made no. a decision. So, what, what kind of makes me scratch my head, um, a lot of people are talking about how this is why game workers should unionize. And they're getting all worked up about... Like, oh, it's just unionized. And every single statement about that is really, like, emotionally charged. And I haven't heard a lot of arguments of, like, what the structure would actually be. Because my experience with unions is really 50-50. And if it's not implemented right, you can't undo it because it kind of gets, you know, established. Right. And so I'm on this Blizzard fan site, and this (laughs) there there was a discussion about the layoffs. And people are arguing left and right and blah, blah, blah. And it was the kind of argument you might expect. But then Mm -hmm. somebody else wrote an article about this is why we should unionize. And he had all these, like, objectively incorrect facts in the article. And it was just him ranting and being emotional. And then all the comments are, yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, there's there's some problems here. Because they're they're quoting things like the 100-hour workdays at Rockstar that weren't real. Oh yeah, because I remember they they came out and like actual devs from the the studio were like that didn't happen. 
Or if it right. happened, it happened like once because it was a bad day or something. Like, well, yeah, no, it was what, all overblown. What it was is the the writers were so excited and they were having so much fun writing that they were practically working 100-hour work weeks until the script was done because they just wanted to get it done. Sure. And it was like a interview question that got taken out of context. It's funny because, like, listening to the Gravity Falls commentary, which I'm still doing, like, they kind of, like, it basically turns into stuff like that, like, in the writer's room because... You know, they'll have, like, this this big whiteboard and all the post-it notes, and they'll start doodling what they look like, and they'll throw, you know, ideas and write scripts and turn them in, and then take the best parts from all the scripts, and Alex will be like, yeah, and then I was, like, there till six in the morning with, you know, tons of coffee and me trying to scratch out the final lines to turn in because it was due the next day, and, you know, they, they, all of these giant hours they work, and he, he always made it sound pretty fun when he talks about it. Like, he's not bitter about it. Yeah. I mean, I've worked 60-hour work weeks for ch- big chunks of time that were very draining because mm-hmm. um, I'm an adult and I go to work. Like 60-hour work weeks suck. Yeah, they Those do. horrible. But it's also, I don't know, part of having a job is that not all jobs are great. Yeah, I mean, I don't get to go to work and like be a cartoon character. I wish I'd, well, sometimes I do because... I, I do weird shit at work. <laughs> I also don't work. I never work sixty hours, and if, I, if that became a thing, I would find a different job because I'm not. I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah, and we're talking like crunch time, mm-hmm. where it's like the heaviest burden, not literally every single week. I will say that I don't think crunch time should be a thing because to me that means you're not. You didn't plan uh, development properly if you if you have to have a crunch time. Right, like, well, the, yeah, the, there, and... something went wrong in the in the in the structure of where this is A, B, C that we need to get done, and all of a sudden, A and B aren't done yet. And we still need to do C, so we're gonna work sixty-hour work weeks until all of it's done. And it's like, no, someone didn't manage their time properly. Yeah, I, I mean, with the creative project, it's a little different. I work at an airplane factory where it's a little different. Um, yeah. but it, it, but my whole point was. There was this really emotionally charged, heavily biased article that got facts wrong. Okay. And so then in the comments, I pointed out a couple of things that were wrong. And then I also, I linked to a Colin Moriarty video about like some things to consider before unionizing. And what's funny is his, his little video about the unions was like, it was pretty anti-union but it didn't even end with a bullet point of this is why they shouldn't unionize. It was just, you have to consider blank factors. Sure. He also quoted a lot of things that were also incorrect and cherry picked. And so before linking the, the, to the video, I wrote up a big thing about how like, Hey, I recommend you watch this video, but heads up. I think the following things are wrong, but there's other points in the video that are worth considering. And that was a hate crime. Because oh, Colin yeah, Moriarty don't like Satan. Colin Moriarty. They're so angry. It's like he's Alex Jones now because they got rid of Alex Jones. So it's like, well, he's Alex hate now? Jones of video games. Yeah, it's like, it was so, like, vitriolic. And it was like, it was weird how angry people got that I, <laughs> I mentioned his name literally saying, like, hey, this guy's wrong half the time, but half the things that are right you should take a look at, and that's just the most offensive thing anyone's ever read. I mean, because you're asking them to do some kind of critical thinking, right? Like, whether you, you like Colin Moriarty as a source or not, 
there's, you know, it, you were even pretty ob- objective about it. Like, hey, th- these points are right, these points he's got wrong, but there's still something here, whether you like them or not. I don't know, like, this this happened with that one political conversation I was having with someone on, on economics, and she's like, this is what happens, and I linked her a Forbes article that said, no, it's not, and this guy's, you know, a, a journalist and an eco- economist. It, he can't, He studies the economy, whatever that one is. And so she went off on something, so I, I sent her PolitiFact articles, and it's like, no, that's all wrong, too, here's why. And then she just kind of plugged her ears, said fake news, and ran away. Right, because you know, and it's that's it's what a conversation like, is, right? When you know, one it's person like if you says read something this, and the other person just doesn't listen. Yeah, and I feel like what you had was probably pretty similar with you know just a completely different subject matter. And it, to me, it, it feels like everything's so emotionally charged. You know, that discourse is dead. Whether you agree or disagree with something, or what, no matter what stance you're on, it, it's so hard to have just a conversation with someone unless you agree with them right off the bat. And then and then you can have a nice echo chamber. And I feel like it's me saying that is going to piss people off because I'm going to sound like one of those dirty centrists. So anyways, it's Valentine's Day. Yay! Happy Valentine's Day! My mommy gave me a card. Oh, that's... Um, cause she... You're a little old for that. That's a little weird, to be honest. Yeah, she. I think she gave up on... A... On those grandchildren, so mm. um, here's a it's a picture of a, a corn tortilla with a smiley face, <laughs> and he says, "This is Nacho Average Valentine," and then on the inside it says, "In queso, you didn't know you're awesome." Aw, so there's that. Someone at work in our department got flowers. Someone sent her flowers, and she's like, like the one lady in the department. So everyone's like, "I wonder who those are for," and it's like. No, we all know who they're for. And someone's like, how come you didn't get flowers, Chad? And I'm just like, because I'm the fucking worst. What do you want from me? And that oh. was basically my Valentine's Day. You know what? That would be, that would actually be kind of funny to to have flowers delivered to yourself. <laughs> when there's one woman in the office and then it's like, it's oh no, it's for Chad. <laughs> that would be actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can draw a picture, and and she'll have the the virgin slouch, and you'll have the Chad flowers. Oh God! <laughs> I it's I kind of forgot Valentine's was a thing this year, like which is cool. I feel like the older I get, and the further away from college I get, like it 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 just becomes not a thing. So I yeah I forgot about it too. Except it's like an event in every single game I play. Hmm. And the funniest one was on uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. It's uh, they, like they go all out. There's decorations everywhere, and there's a whole storyline, and it's really cute. And every year, there's like a different mini game to play and a different like quest reward to get. And it's all like it's really neat. But like <laughs> this year, um, in order to do it, uh, you need two people because you're supposed to do it as a couple. Okay. So you go there, and there's just a bunch of single people standing around, like asking for a group, because the main de- demographic of a of a wee freaking <laughs> MMO is single fat guys that are never gonna find love. So it's like, hey, let's rub it in, right? You can only get the, the you can only get the quest reward if you have a special someone. God, it, it just reminded me of um, <laughs> you know that the song, all the single ladies. Yeah. There was like that furry version. 
Uh. Whether and it just reminded me of that, and now I'm just like, oh man, I kind of want to just cut my stomach open, and then not think about that that thing anymore, because <laughs> I'll be bleeding. Yeah, it's that was rough. I I like cringe videos. I can't sit through that one. Yeah, this this <laughs> takes a strong stomach to sit through that one. You know what else is hard to sit through is uh, cosplay girlfriend. I don't know what that is, but I don't know if I want to know what that is. It's it's like animated so-so, and it's like some some guy that has a YouTube channel wrote this song about how he's in love with his cosplay girlfriend. And it, they, they pointed this out, I think, on Oni Plays, and I never noticed it until they pointed this out. But the whole theme of the song is like, it's clearly one of those songs that was written to spite somebody else. Mm. Where it's like, I'm so over my ex because I got a better girl who's even like cooler in every way and also is, is really cool. And I don't even think about my old ex anymore. And even if I did, then it's like she's really bad compared to my new girlfriend that's really cool. Um, You never heard that one? No. It's like, I'm in love with my cosplay girlfriend. Every day she's someone new. It's actually kind of an interesting premise for a, a, a song because it's, fine. it's true. It's it's fine. I'm guessing it's a. The animation bugs me more than the song itself. Should it's I just load okay... this fucker up and watch it? Yeah, why not? It's just really, <laughs> I don't know. It, when I when I have that context now, that he actually did like he broke up with somebody and then wrote this song. It's like oh, that makes it feel really sad. <laughs> Because it's like, I'm dating Princess Peach and Samus and anime. Elite Street Boys. That's actually kind of a, a fun name for a, a group. Yeah, it's cute enough. I, again, this isn't the cringiest thing in the world, but the context like makes it harder. The animation is a little weird. Like, the guy was walking, but his arms weren't swaying quite right. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... It's not offensively bad. It's just, you know, it's the kind of stuff you would find on the internet. Mhm. Wow, he's got like some really weird effects on his voice that I don't like. Like I feel like it's been pitch shifted. Yeah, there's something. Out of I'm trying to figure out what it is too because it's it's annoying, and I was like, what would I do to make my voice sound like this? <laughs> The answer is probably pitch shift it up at least eight cents and then throw a chorus on there really heavy. I, I um I just went to YouTube real quick and Tamers one two three four five uploaded a review of Toy Story. Oh jeez. It's like how, I don't know where this guy gets his ideas, but they're all brilliant. Are they though? Are yeah. they, Cameron? Yeah, I don't know are. if I believe you. <laughs> Did you watch the one where they went to shop for cereal? No, I didn't watch any of them because I tried to watch the first one you sent me and was like, wow, this is not for me. They go to the grocery store and the kids are like fighting over what cereal to get. So the mom's like, I give up, just figure it out. And so then the mom goes like to go grocery shopping and the kids are just arguing in the cereal aisle. And they each want to get their own one, but they're like fighting over it. And then Knuckles shows up, and he's like, well, why don't you get the three-pack, because it's cheaper than buying the three different cereals, so it's in your budget, but then everybody wins. So, like, yeah, let's do that one. So, they take it to the mom, it's like, no, the three-pack costs more than one cereal. We have money for one cereal. I don't have money. And then they just leave the store without buying any groceries. 
and then uh, Sonic's boyfriend shows up in the parking lot and shoots some kid. And then he turns oh, around Jesus. and he's like, oh, hey, I bought cereal for everyone because I have a billion dollars. And so then they're in the parking lot eating cereal together. And then Tamers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 shows up. And because he's got his costume that's made out of cardboard, so he looks like a Sonic Underground character. And they're like, no, don't look at him directly. His power's too strong. And like, he, he, like just standing there, he like blows everyone's clothes away. Um, and he's like, oh, sorry, everyone, I forgot my own strength. And he's like, oh, it's okay. Is it, hey, Tamers, one, two, three, four, five, do you want to share some cereal? And he's like, what? I, well, I, I'd love to. I, there's nothing beats a meal between friends. And then they eat cereal in the parking lot while the credits roll. See, you describe it as funny, but I know if I watched it, I would, I'd go back to that knife scenario. <laughs> Again, I can get through that, but I can't get through that furry song. The funny thing is, is the Tamer stuff, like, I don't think it's meant to be a joke. He's, like, trying to tell a story that he thinks is compelling, but it also has OC in it. And it's so fucking stupid and bizarre like you you described a really funny skit to me like if people dressed up as the characters and did this in real life in like a quillens that would be great because it would be like performance art but it is like he he draws the characters in microsoft paint like literally i know paint he's done like videos where you see his process which is hilarious because he just drags the circle tool and makes a circle and colors it blue and says this is sonic (laughs) (laughs) It's sort of like the um, Stuart the Sock. I actually kind of like Stuart the Sock, but I, I get this. I, I don't know how to take him because he's, he sells me on like that he's serious, but I feel like if he's serious, he should be in an institution because he'll kill someone if he already hasn't. <laughs> and the Tamers guy is like that. Oh, yeah. But maybe a little <laughs> more harmless. He, um, he did a video for Christmas where it was unboxing his Christmas presents. And for some reason, he like he prefaces the video saying that even though Christmas is around the corner, um, he went to Walmart and found Sonic Underground puzzle boxes <laughs> that do not exist at Walmart. <laughs> and he's like, "Why well, bought all of these? Um, the only one they didn't have was Sonic, but my mom said she'd give me the Sonic one um, for Christmas. So let's open my box." And he opens the box, um, and it's the Sonia one. And he already has the Sonya one, so he just like rants about how he's gonna kill his mom for five minutes, and that's the that's the Christmas video. <laughs> and it's just the weirdest like he each video is a little different too. He doesn't like repeat himself too much. I like I get to there's like certain elements of life I get to live vicariously through you, <laughs> and I enjoy that. And I don't know if I give I don't know if I give you anything similar. I don't know why you hang out with me. Um, no, you listen to music and I don't do that. Yeah. Oh you're, man, you're this is gonna be ears. an expensive month for music. I gotta buy so many CDs. Well you don't have to, you get to. Ah, I'm excited. Um, I had a fucking dumb encounter. I think I might have mentioned this to you on so Beast in Black released a new album. It's pretty good. They're a power metal band. They have some 80s stuff going on. It's cheesy and stupid and goofy, and I love it. And I said that. And I was like, I can't wait to buy this. It's cheesy and stupid and goofy, and I love it. And this guy sends me a private message on this site. He's like, I don't know how you can assert that Beast in Black is goofy. I want you to explain this to me, because they're not. They're very, very serious about their craft. And it's like, dude, it's power metal. It's all goofy as fuck. Like, every song they write is about Berserk. Because they're anime weebs. Like, 
I don't even know how to begin to respond to you. Some, I, I didn't, because it's just like, you know what? I don't win anything if I engage in this conversation. It's like, I like the album. Like, he's upset. Like, he's like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like anything anymore. But I'm excited to buy that album. It's very good. I like that album. I changed my mind. I like the one thing. So I went to 7-Eleven. Okay. To buy some uh, Smirnoff Ice Smash. And some nachos, because I love their nachos. And I, well, I used to get the nachos when I'd visit Richard, and I was in college, and he used to live near a 7-Eleven. And it was really fun to just get those nachos and hang out with my friend, and it's, like, nostalgic, even though that mm-hmm. was only, like, five years ago. And um, so I'm just enjoying my nachos, but I'm checking out the, uh, at, at the register, and the guy, <laughs> he's having a really bad day at the register. And he's on the phone, and he's yelling at his manager. He's like, where's John? It's it's already 3.15. He's supposed to be here at 2. No, where's John? Because I'm here by myself, and this hobo keeps coming in here, and he's threatening to stab me. Mm, Jesus. And so then, like, and he keeps, like, <laughs> when he says that, he keeps pointing at the corner of the store. And every time he pointed, I turned around. It's like, is there a hobo with a knife in here? So apparently... He was lying, but he was still, like, pantomiming, you know? Mm-hmm. Which I kind of get. But he, he was still trying to figure out why John hasn't shown up for his shift yet, because he, he needs his lunch break. And he's, like, yelling at his manager, and he's doing this while he's ringing me up. And at some point, he hangs up the phone, and he hands me my receipt, and he's like, man, you know, they <sighs> he hates me just because I'm Mexican. And I'm like, oh man, I'm sorry, you're having a bad day. He's like, you know what? No, I've had worse. And then he like walked away. And it's like, yeah, I really like Seven <laughs> Eleven. This is the moral of the story. No, that's a great story. I like that. Like, there's a hobo here, and he's trying to stab me. Like, that feels like a joke from a comedy movie from like 2004. Back yeah. when they did comedy movies, it kind of like, does, like forty-year-old virgin and stuff. Like you, you would expect that. I, I should go back and rewatch some of those. I wonder if they hold up. Because the answer's probably not. Comedy, comedy's fast to not hold up. Well, I don't. I disagree. I think good comedy does hold up, and I think That's those true, movies are awful. Caddyshack is still one of the funniest fucking movies ever made. And I didn't like forty-year-old virgin when it came out. I did. I, I thought that movie was pretty funny. Or thirty, whatever. I didn't. It was forty. I don't remember. I can't remember. Do you like Dumb and Dumber? Dumb and Dumber's okay. I feel like some of the jokes didn't age well, but overall, the movie still works. Yeah. It just isn't as great as it was when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. but it's fine. It's a bit more juvenile than than some of the other. It's really juvenile. Yeah. Um, But honestly, I mean, I think juvenile humor still works. It's just you have to stay current for it to work. I don't know, like, I, one of my favorite cartoons is Drawn Together, and that's all jokes that don't that mostly offend people now. And, and there's no point behind any of them other than it's offensive. It's one of those kinds of shows, which is why it only got three seasons. There's just something about, like, that shock humor that I, I sometimes just really, really enjoy. And I know most people don't, but man, I like that cartoon. I wish, um... I wish there was something how to how to put this. 
I wish there was a new South Park. Like, do you remember when South Park was a new idea and how that first season felt? I don't think I was allowed to watch the first season. I'm I guess prob- I wasn't when it sure first I, came out. But. Yeah, like, I ended up... I can't remember what age I was when I finally got into South Park, but I think it had been on for like four seasons before my parents were kind of just like, ah, fuck it. But I, 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 I miss like... I do miss the kids kind of just being kids. It does definitely doesn't happen as much anymore. Um, yeah, it just the, the, the there was this feeling of like, oh man, they, these guys are really funny, and they have a new take on things, and they have a new way of telling a story. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of like The Simpsons, where the South Park has been around for too long, where they yeah, rely maybe. too much on like running gags and knowing the characters, and you assuming what the character is going to say next. And I it's also... not to say that it's bad, but I like the feeling of learning the characters more than knowing the characters. There was a time, too, where, like, their whole, like, both sides are stupid was funny and it worked, and I feel like we've gotten to a point politically and socially where that that isn't the case anymore. And, like, the idea of, of the their... Uh, a very, I think they have, like, a, a very kind of lazy centricism going on in some show episodes when they're trying to attack, like, a very specific political thing. And they're like, here's why both sides are dumb and wrong and you shouldn't care. And it's like, I think we have enough apathy right now. Promoting apathy doesn't help anybody. It doesn't fix any problems. And I, I've gotten to a point where the, the, sometimes the show pisses me off for that. I did like the most recent season, though. I can't remember most of what the episodes were about. I think I think Randy started a weed farm. And him and Towley were, were selling weed. I think that I'm a season cool. or two behind. I just haven't been following it super close. Um, the, uh, on this topic, I want to recommend a podcast. Uh, you know what? I wonder if it's actually on the normal feed or not. I wonder if you can even access this. But there's a, I've recommended Justin Robert Young before, right? I think so. Um, politics, polit, no, PX3. Let's do that. Politics, politics, politics. The show. Um, podcast why isn't this coming up he did this interview um where he he talked with somebody about uh basically the state of comedy and how like you, you how, to, how, to, how to put this it's like you can't tell jokes the way that you used to be able to tell jokes and they really dug into the weeds on it. And it wasn't just, hey, isn't it different than how it used to be? It's like he, he had this really good example where I guess some rap artist or somebody recently tweeted about how SNL is funny. But he spelled it S ampersand L. Huh. And everyone's like kind of laughing about it. And it's like, oh, isn't this funny? And like, ah, oh, ha, ha, he doesn't, he doesn't know it's Saturday Night Live. He just knows it as SNL. And it was this like funny thing that people were making jokes about. And then apparently Donald Trump Jr. said something similarly about S and L. And all the comments are hatred and anger. And I can't believe we elected his father. And like, this is the gene pool that's running America. And no one's making jokes at his expense. They're all angry about it. And it's not a laughing matter. This is serious. And it's the exact same misunderstanding. But depending on who said it, it's either funny or it's angry. Sure. 
and they they dug into how weird it is that the, there was a point where uh, the the news networks, these twenty four hour news networks, are kind of a new idea, and then the Daily Show comes along and kind of makes fun of it. And then John Stewart comes along and makes it even better, and he really hits it. But also, he knows what he's talking about, so it's borderline educational. And I yes. got to the point where it actually was educational, and it was almost more reliable than real news. And then it got to the point where everyone just got used to that, and now comedians think that it's their responsibility to influence people politically, but they're not necessarily as intelligent and credible as John Stewart is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I, I fall in work. that trap, right, where, like, I get most of my news, if it's not from PolitiFact or Snopes, it's from uh, Trevor Noah, Samantha Bee, Bill Maher, or uh, John Oliver, because they're funny, but sometimes they're wrong. Well, you know what bugs me with John Oliver is that I feel like he's not funny anymore. People will, I, I know he still does jokes, but his people tell me. His investigative journalism team is way better than his joke writing team at this point. Yeah, it's like he'll just he'll go on these like angry rants about something politically charged. And then someone will say, "Did you see that the John Oliver show last night? It was so funny." And they'll send me a clip and it's just him angrily yelling about how Republicans are evil. And at the end people clap. And it's like there I mean, he he was like ranting about a point, but there weren't jokes or anything. His his big joke lately. I haven't watched. I don't know if it's his show is back on or not. If it is, I I'm not caught up, but like He'd, there'd be there'd be a picture, and then he would scream out the picture for a bit, and then he'd go back to saying normal things. And I, and I remember, like, you know, sometimes I would laugh at that, and then someone pointed out, like, this is the joke progression on the show now, and it's like, oh, I can't unsee it anymore. But I, I do I do think that his the the actual information he he gives is usually pretty good. It seems pretty well researched and, and sourced. Um, so I like that about his show. Oh, uh, Stephen Colbert. He just like he'll he'll just complain about Trump, but he won't always make an actual joke. He'll just do his lazy Trump voice mm-hmm. and say, "I'm stupid because I'm." I am Trump. so sick of everyone's lazy Trump voice. It's Holy too easy shit. to do. Everyone can do it, and it's like there's room. <laughs> what what really bugs me about Donald Trump is that he's so unqualified and he's so stupid. And he openly says things that are horrible, and people mm-hmm. still can't make clever jokes about it. It's like they they'll still like they'll tack onto fake news lies, and they're like, "I made up a story. Let's talk about this one." It's like, no, there's legitimate stories to talk about. Why don't we focus on those? Yeah, but there was this funny video it... I saw. Okay. It made it made me really laugh hard because <laughs> somebody you go to the the Stephen Colbert website, and you go to the search bar and you type in Trump, and there's so many results. That like it's like scrolling through the results, and it keeps going faster and faster, and it starts playing the Interstellar soundtrack, and it just keeps going. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's kind of how it feels. Like he he's not he's not doing anything creative or different. It's just every night, it's like uh, uh, I'm gonna build this wall, and everyone claps. And it's like that's not comedy. There's there's stuff to work with here, and you're not doing anything with it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's too easy that, like, he's such an easy target that they don't know what to do because, I don't know, they, it, it, I don't know, I'm not a comedian, but it, it is it is a weird position to be in, and I'm at a point where I definitely prefer when all of those people don't talk about Trump, 
but he's such a an easy headline that people like it's going to get people to watch because everyone wants to know what he's doing and what he's saying because it, it really is like a reality tv show but the united states government right it sucks hey i'm gonna use the bathroom real quick and grab another beer then do you want to talk about like video games or something <laughs> Uh, Where do we want to go with this show? Yeah. All right, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, did you watch the Frozen 2 trailer? Oh, God, no, I didn't. I I want to say... I don't like that um, they're making not... Frozen 2, because not everything needs a sequel, even though that did make like a billion dollars. Well, that's what I'm kind of looking forward to, because you know they're going to have a song that's supposed to be Let It Go. Mm-hmm. God, it's, it's like two minutes long. It's an actual trailer. I thought it was just a teaser. It is a teaser. They don't say anything. There's no story. We don't know what it's about. Oh, but it's two minutes? Fuck that. I'm not going to watch that then. I, I don't recommend you watch it. Wait for a real trailer. Okay. Um, I hate Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> You're in the minority there, dude. Everyone I know loves fucking Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, I bet they watch Big Bang Theory also. <laughs> so here's my problem with Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, there, there's like, there, there's still no story. Like, I don't know what's going on or why anyone is doing anything. I believe that darkness is trying to kill a heart. I don't anymore. That was the plot in 2. I could follow the plot in 2. Uh, one did you, did and you two not play any of the spinoffs? Because I think you need to have played the spinoffs to get yes. number 3. And again, oh. and I follow all of it. I, Dude, Birth by Sleep was a really good game. 382 over two days was really good. Chain of Memories had a good story. One was easy to follow. Two was easy to follow. Um, I read up and I watched the video from that like Facebook game. <clears throat> I follow all that stuff. I get it. In Kingdom Hearts 3, the characters don't do anything. The whole time, and and there was a there was a donkey review. You can I recommend you watch the donkey review if you don't believe me, because he says the exact same stuff I was saying. All the characters do is kind of give like vague exposition, and someone will go, "Huh, okay, I don't know," and then they'll just leave, and there's no plot. Like there's no there's no reason for Sora to go to these worlds, and he'll go to a world, and then a bad guy will be there, and the bad guy's like. I'm looking for darkness. And Sora's like, friendship is better than darkness. And then the bad guy will leave and you never fight him. <laughs> and then you just hang out with like Mike and Sully for a while. And it's like a couple of the worlds have kind of cute elements to them. Uh, when you go to Toy Story World, the bad guys are like, well, it's really interesting that these toys love Andy so much. Um, it's weird that toys could have a heart. Maybe this will like be good research for how we could find a heart. And then they mm. don't really do anything with it. And then they <laughs> they go to like I like they go to Pirates of the Caribbean three, and Davy Jones lives, but he doesn't have a heart, and he locked his heart away willingly. And that's contradictory to how our hearts work. In Kingdom Hearts lore, so this is really interesting. We want to figure out how that works. And it's kind of funny that they play off of that, but they don't do much with it. Sure. And then, what was... uh? Did you ever see Big Hero 6? Yes, that was a pretty good movie. So, you know how at the end of the movie, um, Baymax kind of, like, they're in stranded in space, 
Yeah, and, and he, being... like, sacrifices himself to save the kid. Yeah, but also the kid, like, pulled the memory chip. Mm-hmm. So he's able to, like, remake him on Earth. Yeah. So that's basically how Kingdom Hearts works, is that the body that got left in space got consumed by darkness and becomes a nobody. Because it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a heartless, you know. It's it's like, oh, it's kind of clever that they play off of that. But then they don't do a whole lot with it. So there's an evil Baymax and you have to stop him and then you just kind of do and it's over. Hmm. And it's like, I, I've done several levels and I just don't care about any of them. It's fun to see how well they recreate Let It Go with yeah, Goofy standing the, in the background. You know? Yeah, you showed me the, the video of that and... All it did was get the song stuck in my head, and I and I kept going, is this the original singer, or is this a different singer? Because it feels like it doesn't sound how like I think it's supposed to sound. Right. Everything's slightly confusing. off. They got, yeah. like, they got, like, half of the real voice actors, and half of them aren't. So, you like, think they just have, like, the wave file from the movie, like, like, Disney kick us this. Well, she had other lines to read, though. Oh, yeah, I suppose. But still, it's like Donald and Goofy sound perfect, and then Mickey, they got, like, a B-rank Mickey voice actor. Oh no! And it's like that's kind of an important character. Also, mm-hmm. a lot of people can do a Mickey Mouse voice, <laughs> so it's like it's weird that you're reading this wrong. And it's like, man, it it's just it's all exposition and fan service. It's like, hey, people that liked Kingdom Hearts two, remember Roxas? Well, we're gonna look at Roxas for five minutes. The plot didn't progress, but there's Roxas. Okay, hey guys that like Birth by Sleep, remember Aqua? Well, Aqua's in this scene. It's not going to go anywhere for a while, so just shelf that when we're done, but okay. It's very odd. I, you make it sound like it's it's less about the story anymore, more about just referencing as much Disney shit as possible. Well, and as, as much Kingdom Hearts shit as possible. Okay, so it's like it's kind of like high on its own supply. It is, painfully so. Because the other thing is that it's not fun to play because everything, even if you set it to hard mode, you kind of just keep pushing the X button and you'll home in on whatever and do a combo and you just keep pushing the X button and then sometimes the triangle button will like light up and if you push that you do like an invincible super move that's really flashy mm. and then you go back to pushing the X button for a while. That's, and that's too bad. The, that's the entire game. Every boss fight, like they're... I haven't seen anything that was like deeply creative or interesting yet. Because hmm. I've heard a lot of people complain about the narrative in it, but most of them seem to like the combat. Yeah, and if you're, you know, if you're seven or brain dead, then it's right up your alley. But I mean, people complained about Final Fantasy 15, and that has the exact same like combat style as this, and it was made by the same people. Okay. And everyone that says Final Fantasy 15 was a bad game is saying, well, Kingdom Hearts is a good game. And it's like, yeah, because I, I think you're happy because you're seeing Mickey Mouse ears. Sure. I think you're happy because like, you're recognizing Toy Story. And so that makes you feel happy because you remember it. But it's you're just playing Final Fantasy 15 again. Hmm. I know I've still been playing Earth Defense Force 5. And that game's fucking amazing. But it does things. I I still think the the one before it's a little better. Just the way certain weapons and stuff are handled. But there's this kaiju that's been like dogging us like for half the fucking game. This big 
big motherfucker that turns into a ball, rolls around, he drops bombs and stuff. And every time he, he shows up, he'll, like, destroy the city and then leave. We finally got to fight him for real and kill him. And it was so cool, because I got into this, like, giant, like, Pacific Rim mech. Bigger than uh, the, the skyscrapers, and I got to just beat the shit out of him. And it was rad. And I like that game a lot. The end. <laughs> oh, so this is technically a spoiler. But I guess there's like a secret bonus ending stinger for Kingdom Hearts 3. And it's like, I, I don't know if I'm actually going to finish the game. So I guess I'll watch this. I go watch it. And it has nothing to do with the story. And it's just like Sora wakes up and he's in a different game. And like that's it. Did any of the Marvel stuff show up in that? No. Aw. I feel like that should have been the stinger, right? As he wakes up and like Tony Stark's there. He's like, hey kid, you want some drugs? Well, he wakes up in uh, Shibuya from The World Ends With You. Which I is... don't know that one. Oh, sounds like you... an anime. Oh, you don't know it was a DS game. Oh, uh, which is neat. And characters from that game were already in the series, so it's not like a new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the world ends with you. Had a really good soundtrack. I actually I recommend the soundtrack now. I think about it. Um, I'll send you this picture and see if that jogs your memory. But it, it's not like something happens. It's not like he wakes up and sees a character and they go, Hey, Sora, you're, you're, we need you to do a thing now. Like, it, there's nothing. He just no, wakes up. No, I do up. not recognize that. But I like the style. The you, you would like the soundtrack, too. But I don't know. It's so... <laughs> I don't know if it's like... It's, it's high on itself or something. But it's kind of like there's this grandeur about how, hey, look, Sora, Donald, and Goofy are standing here. That's all you guys wanted, right? Everything else is just sprinkles on the Sunday, right? Well, I'm, I'm sorry you don't like it. I am too, because I, I was, <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for how many years now? <laughs> right, because it, 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 I think what, the second one came out in like 2006, right? Oh, boy. And there's been a lot of weird Did spinoff it. stuff, but I'm pretty sure Kingdom Hearts 2 came out like 2006 or 2008. I mean, it's been a while, but I kind of don't want to think about how long it's literally been. Yeah, because it makes you feel old. And I, remember, I don't like feeling old, but I, mean, I am. it came out on the PS2. Yes. And I remember... Kingdom Hearts 2. Richard bought a PS3 so that he would be ready for Kingdom Hearts 3 to come out. That's that's kind of funny. Like that's that's literally how long it took was it skipped an entire console generation. Kingdom Hearts also... Two is a 2005 action role playing game. Ah, 2005, ah. holy shit! There's actually a joke. You go to like Hercules Land for the fourth time, and Hades has a plot to stop everybody and win the universe, and then you stop him, and he's like, oh. I'm James Woods, and also I've been planning this for 13 years, and you you foiled it. And it's like, hey, it's kind of funny to reference how long it's been, but it's not that funny. Yeah. (laughs) I don't play many video games. I don't have much to say. How about Apex Legends? You try that yet? No, I'm not going to download Origin. So it's the best game ever. Um, none of my friends will play with me. 
so I just don't play it. If it comes to, you said it might come to Steam, right? Like it's, it's, no, it's there's no way it's going to come to Steam though, because it's made by fucking Respawn and they're owned by EA. Supposedly, they have an agreement to put it on Steam. I think you need an Origin account, but you don't actually need the launcher. Mm. So you can like log you you boot it through Steam, but you log into your Origin account in the in the game. You know what I mean? I could probably try that then. Maybe. I, I, I also heard it's not great on console. It's kind of a... I mean, on PC, it's kind of a console game. Oh, weird. The Like, the way the button layout is and everything, it just behaves better on PS4. I have I have a mouse with extra buttons. I think I'll be okay. I played Darksiders 3 with a mouse and keyboard. I can make a shooter work. You're a trooper. I know. I don't... I don't really have any interest in it though, because I feel like it, it combines games I don't like. Like it's like it's a battle royale, and it's like I don't play those, and it's kind of like a class-based shooter, like Overwatch. I don't like Overwatch. Yeah, but I don't you know like why Titanfall. I, I never played Titanfall because that was because <clears throat> it was on Origin. <clears throat> Anyways, it's the best game ever. My brother really liked Titanfall. He actually really <laughs> wants to play this one at some point because. Uh, he likes respawn. And it's he, so good, man. That the, the way they make the characters move, he's he's all down about that kind of movement in video games. Yeah, he, everything he really feels it. good, but the ping system, like the way you can communicate without voice chat, is amazing. And there is voice chat, but you can also turn it off, and it automatically turns on a voice to text feature. Oh, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's the perfect like. Okay, this is the future of video games. Hmm. The the ping system is super smart. You can like you can target things in your inventory and your like you can highlight your gun and push the ping button and and you just announce to your teammates, "I'm out of red ammo. I need more red ammo." And if they see red ammo, they can just push the ping button while they're aiming at it and it, it'll highlight on your map, "Oh, red ammo's over here." There's and different you, colored ammo? Yeah, and it's so, like it's like sniper ammo. Oh, okay. So then like if you pick up the sniper ammo, uh, a thing comes up, and if you push down on the D-pad, you can thank them. And, like, if you look over somewhere, you can tap it real quick, and it's like, oh, I saw an enemy over here. And then you go over the wheel, and it's like, uh, they're retreating, or I'm going to guard here. Like, there's so many context-sensitive communication bits that work so fluidly well. It does not take much practice to get the system down. That's cool. I have not played voice chat with anyone. Everyone's just using the right button to ping everything and form effective teams out of that. Nice. You can revive people. You can, when you're down, you can like slide around really fast. So if someone gets to jump on you, you can like slip away and regroup. So it it encourages team play. Like everything about it is so well-designed. It's like startlingly good, which is really funny because Anthem comes out like next week and it's not looking that great. (laughs) And, like, visually, it looks the same, like, the colors and everything. Oh, the only really gameplay I've seen of Anthem is a boring dude flying around a boring environment. And then, like, he starts shooting, and then it cuts away. Yeah, it's the game. You kind of, like, meander around, and then you shoot for a little bit, and then you meander around. My problem with video games at this point, like, all of the online shooters I want to play are the ones I played when I was in high school. And either I can't play them anymore... Or I can, but I'm so terrible at them now. And mods have changed things around so much so that it's not the game I once had. 
And so I really basically just have nothing. Did you watch the Nintendo Direct? No. It was all, like, sequels to things or remakes. It sounds like 2019. And it's just kind of, uh... There's, like, one original thing in it. And it's like, well, that looks pretty fun, but I'm not interested in, like, anything else. Sure. I don't know. I mean, like, Mario Maker 2 is kind of neat, but at the same time, you get new levels out of it because people make them. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like, hey, remember the Game Boy Zelda game? Well, what if it was, uh, we sell it again? Oh, I thought that looked pretty nice. I don't. I mean... It's, it, it's on, like, the DS or something, right? So maybe we're not going to buy it. No, it's on the Switch. Oh, huh. Um, I don't know. Like, people are saying how, like, Resident Evil 2 looks a lot better than this remake. And it's like, you guys are comparing remakes. Yeah, and that's I not a good look. I don't care. I, li- I like, I like the, that uh, Link's Awakening a lot. It's a really good Zelda game. So I wouldn't actually mind replaying that. And if, it, if I have, like, an option and it looks pretty, I might be down. But also, like, I never, did, I never played Breath of the Wild. Like, my brother barked up that tree like you gotta play this you gotta play this and i'm just like god it looks like it would take a while i don't know if i feel like it it's I'm fun so, i'm sure it's fine and fun i just i just don't care anymore i'm yeah, so tired fine. of things um yeah <laughs> it's kind of uh <laughs> i i don't know but i'm trying to remember the last thing okay so like with kingdom hearts 3 i've been looking forward to this forever and i want to know where the story goes Mm-hmm. And then I'm I'm playing this game, and it's like the gameplay is even more simplified than it was in two. And people critiqued two at the time for being too simple. And it's like, yeah, this is really flashy. And like, yeah, it's it's impressive that they got Johnny Depp to render like he really beats his wife. I appreciate that. <laughs> but it's like it's just a Johnny Depp puppet standing there with a a B rank, you know, Johnny Depp impersonator doing the. <laughs> doing the voice but also it's clearly like censored so they don't sure. use words like kill so it's like they're reciting lines from the movie but also they're slightly off and then they talk about hearts and darkness and it's like alright what's the point of this game <laughs> yeah I don't know what to tell you man I, I, I don't I, my, my relationship with video games at this point is so fucking weird that I, I it's weird to, like, I make them sometimes-ish. Joe did a lot of the... I actually helped a lot with the design work. Joe did most of the other work. He did a lot of the design work, too. But, like, I feel like I don't like video games enough anymore to make them. But also, we're working on the next one off and on a bit. And I'm excited to, like, do that. Yeah, you know what's funny is I I like the idea of working on a video game. But at the same time, the stuff that I like doesn't even seem to be what people want out of video games. And it's like, why would I even bother? Like, let's pretend I had the time and resources and talent to actually make my perfect video game. I don't know if there's an audience for it. Because the... I feel like the idea that you don't know there's an audience means it's at least new and interesting enough that it's going to be better than most of the shit out there because it's got like a new idea and it's not a fucking sequel. I don't know. It's it's just kind of weird that stuff comes out and people praise it and it's like, this is awful. 
and it makes me feel out of touch. Sure. Um, I've been thinking about like, what's the word? Not visual novel. Well, maybe visual novel. There, there's like, you know, really lowbrow, super easy things that I could do on a weekend. Mm-hmm. And crank out something that just if I could think of a twist for a very short visual novel, I would love to just do that. Did you ever play a Seinfeld one? No. Someone did a really clever Seinfeld visual novel where it was very Japanese, but also very Seinfeldy. And they nail okay. the script writing style. Like the, all the characters were in character, but also instead of having jobs, they go to Japanese high school. And it was, it was more clever than it had any right to be. <laughs> if sure. that makes sense. Uh, and and again, like you you play as Jerry, and you have these like dialogue options, where like George will like he'll he'll walk in the door and he opens the apartment door and there's like a sound bite of the audience clapping because he entered the stage. Um, and he's like like that's it, Jerry. Uh, uh, that's it. I'm never going to get senpai to notice me. <laughs> and then as Jerry, you can like you can say something like, "Oh, come on, George, you're being too hard on yourself." Or you can say, uh, "I don't know, if I was senpai, I wouldn't notice you." Or you can vamp about senpais for 5 minutes. And if you pick that, it goes into like a Jerry Seinfeld comedy like stand-up routine. Oh, wow. And it's like it's it's kind of funny on paper, but the execution is so good <laughs> that it's just hilarious. Wow. And what's what's funny is Kramer has the beep story where he finds like he, he's he's looking for for treasure in an abandoned warehouse for some reason. And he's there with Newman and they, they have this whole thing, but Newman gets scared and leaves. So Kramer's looking around and it's dark and he's by himself and he turns on the lights and a giant mech is there, and he found this giant mech that's like been hidden in this warehouse, and he, and he stands there in silence for a while, and then he says "giddy up," and the audience like there's like a laugh track that plays oh, for two minutes, <laughs> and then <laughs> there's a, Elaine has a good story where um like she's <laughs> there's this nerd in the classroom that keeps keeps uh, hitting on her. And she's not interested, but he keeps doing it, and he keeps doing it because he thinks that she's just being um Sundary. Okay. And she doesn't know what that is. <laughs> so they have this <laughs> Seinfeld conversation about, am I Sundary? And and Seinfeld's like, like well, I don't know, maybe. And it's like, well, what even is that? And it's like, uh, you know, uh, either you are or you aren't, and they won't answer the question. And she like, <laughs> she just plays into that really funny. And at the end, George is like, hey, Kramer, you got to let me use the mech because that'll get Senpai's attention. And so he's like piloting the mech down a road. And then he's like calling out to Senpai and, and the Senpai is there. And he's like, oh, is that George Costanza? Um, I, I refuse to acknowledge him. I'm going to keep my eyes closed. And then George doesn't know where the brakes are on the mech. And he <laughs> he's like charging towards Senpai and Senpai won't open his eyes. And so he's like gonna run him over, and it cuts to the Seinfeld like end credits there with the music, and it's just <laughs> it was the most clever thing I've ever played. 
Yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty fun. So I want to I want to discover something like that that I'm capable of doing. Sure. I guess that's my point is I'm jealous of some nerd. I mean, it's I think it's okay to it sounds like it's written well and it's executed well. And so it's I think it's okay to be jealous of that, right? Like <laughs> like I've been watching Steven Universe and I'm starting to get jealous at like how good the writing is in that show cuz the first couple episodes were pissed me off so bad I thought it was dreadful, and now I'm just like, this show is really good, and they're doing things that I would not expect out of like a, a show aimed at this kick, you know, age range for one thing. Like when Pearl um has this conversation with Steven about, you know, like are you are you is is your mother looking at me through your eyes kind of thing, and you can tell like she loves Steven because. He reminds her of Rose, but she also kind of hates Steven because he reminds her of Rose, and Rose is dead. And there's the like the relationship that they have, and like the complexity of like what they're thinking, even if it's not always said, is like really intense. I'm just like, man, I can't fucking do this. I'm not good enough to do something like this. And this is a stupid kid show with a bad art style. Yeah, you could Fuck probably me. actually draw better than the art team. <laughs> so I don't know. I. I think, you know, there's there's jealousy, and it's like it's kind of like, how do you use it, right? Like, you're like, man, I really like, the, I'm jealous. Like, this guy did this really cool thing. Fuck him, I want to do this too. And then you go make something? I think that's perfectly valid. Like, that's that's a reason to do something. Out of, like, spite or anger or whatever. But if you go like, man, this is so good, he's crazy, I wish I could do this, and then you don't do anything, you're like, I'm not good enough to do this, I'm not going to start. I feel like that's bad. Like, you should, you know, use it as a... a you can use jealousy for positivity. Maybe. Uh, maybe that's just inspiration. That's maybe, maybe, maybe I don't know anything. I don't know. I don't know. I think. Um. I think there's. I don't know. It, art is kind of like science, where you tend to build off of stuff that other people have already done. Sure. And it's kind of weird because people give like. Oh, um, who's the guy that makes Garfield? Jim Davis. Jim Davis. Uh, for, for some reason, I wanted to call him like Davy Jim, <laughs> and it was so far wrong. But also, like, okay, I get it. Jim Davis uh, was heavily inspired by uh, Schultz, and actually, like when he was uh, he was working in the same studio that Schultz was when he was working on the first, uh, um, that peanuts cartoon. Mm -hmm. And he literally like just took him aside and said, Hey, can you give me some advice? Cause when I make Garfield like animate or stand up, he looks awful and I cannot figure out how to animate this stupid cat. And Schultz gave him the advice is like, well, just make the feet like really big so that they look like human feet. Because if you notice Snoopy, like, Snoopy does not have dog feet. He has these, like, big shoe feet. Yeah, he does. You're right. And so that's what inspired that Garfield redesign when he went from that ugly cat to what we know Garfield as today. Uh-huh. Um, Literally, the guy that invented Snoopy just saying, oh, just draw the feet wrong. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And it's like you, you would never look at Garfield and go, he stole that from Snoopy. You know, it's like your mind doesn't go there. Mm-hmm. But there's other things where you like you look at something and go, well, he stole that from Star Wars. And it's like, or maybe he's making his own thing because he likes Star Wars. Yeah. It's hard to draw that line sometimes. I mean, you know, the, the, the line, yeah, the line of like inspiration versus plagiarism or whatever can be pretty, 
pretty fine. Kind of like I have that one comic strip where everything I do is traced from a different comic, but I'm doing it, so it's mine. <laughs> I tend to wear my my inspirations on my sleeve when I make stuff, and I feel like I'm. I, if people would ask, I'm. I'd be very open about it. Like I'm not ashamed to be like, oh yeah, this song is inspired by Winter Sun or. Cause, the the okay, way I write action scenes is inspired by R.A. Salvador. I kind of wanted to ask you about that, Chad, because I thought um, that you 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 got that you got that wolf on your sleeve. And I was like, okay, are you one of those Nazi furs, or that's your inspiration? <laughs> is it? Uh, want to round we... things out with a with a glad space? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm glad about this week. I think I talked about a lot of things I'm glad about, so it's going to be you hard did. to pick one. Um, But I bet I could do it. Let me see. I'm looking around my room. Yeah, I'm doing the same. Um. Oh, you know what? I like my new computer. There you go. So you got all the RAMs and the specs. I guess. I don't, I don't even know. It just, uh, I'm getting used to Windows 10. It's not as bad as it was when Windows 10 first came out. Okay. So my whole, like, learning it and everything has been a lot better now that they've, like, redesigned things a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of nice having a fresh computer that just, like, boots up immediately. Yeah. I feel like when my Windows 10 used to do that, and now it doesn't boot. It boots up immediately, but I can't open anything for, like, a minute because it's still processing. And yeah. so it's like lying to me. It's like, ha, we boot up so fast, so fast. Look at us, and it's like, no, you didn't. You're, you're you're doing that thing like the video games do, where it's like, you can open the menu, but you can't play because it's still downloading. Or or like, yeah, I'm in an elevator. That's why I can't get to the next level. Yeah, I really hated that in Metroid Prime, where like you'd stand at a door and you'd keep shooting it and it won't open. And it's like, oh, it's loading. I wish you would just tell me that the game's loading because I feel like I'm doing something wrong. I don't know, I, I thought that was kind of cool that, that they did that. When it works, it's clever. But when you stand there and it's not opening, it's like, well, this is a puzzle game. What am I doing wrong here? Oh, sure. Because it, it wasn't always a consistent thing either. Some doors remember, open really fast and some really don't. I remember one time I played that game and I played for a while and I took an elevator to a save station and the game crashed like in the elevator. Um, But it did like, it, like, I think it froze or something and I was just like, why isn't the door opening? And it's like, oh no, the game is like it just broke, and I lost like two hours worth of progress because I was a dumbass and didn't save. But I still went back and played it. It didn't get me to stop. Oh, I should play was, that game again. That was stupid, man. I did this on Star Trek Online. Uh, there's something. There's like a bug where certain keys on your keyboard will just stop working. And it it was like it was like the A key, so I can turn to the right, but I can't turn to the left. And so I'm trying to figure out, like, why can't my ship turn? Because everything else is working, so I know the keyboard's working. And then I'm I'm going through the menus, and I, I literally, at the <laughs> pure coincidence, I had, like, severe engine damage after a dungeon I did. So it's like, oh, my engines are broken, so it's probably, like, the right nacelle isn't working or something, so I can't make a left turn. So I like I literally used only right turns to get back to the Earth space dock, and I got my, re- my ship repaired. And it's like, well, that's that's annoying, but it's kind of fun that they add this flavor to it. 
and I leave the ship dock and I still can't turn left. And it's like, and I'm like asking in general chat, like I can't turn left. I, I repaired my ship and it's still not doing it. And people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was describing, <laughs> you know how sometimes the engines go out and you can't turn and people are like, no, that's not a thing in this game. And it's like, yes, it is. I just did it now. And it was like, oh no, it's a, it's a keyboard problem. That's funny. I'm stupid. That's no. why I'm I'm alone on Valentine's Day with just my my gay lover Chad. Yay! Yeah. What am I What am I happy for? I don't. Oh, I'm almost done editing my book for the third time. Which book? And that's getting me pretty. Storm Breather. Nice. Pirate One. Is this I, the I did one chapter... where there's like weather. Yes. And I did chapter forty today, and so I, I've gone through the whole thing. I've rewritten all of the problem chapters, which took a bit, and um. So I'm going to do chapters 1, 2, and 3, round out the week with those, and get those fixed up again, because I always have to go back to those three chapters, because they're the most fucking important chapters in a book, because they're the first ones to read. So i got to hit them, like, three times more than any of the others. And then I'm going to take, like, a break for a week, and then I'll come back, and I'll start scrolling through my comments and stuff to look at and fix. Uh, I'm going to be a little lazy with that and save some of them for draft 4, I think, but... I'm really close to being done with draft three, and it's great because I've been working on it for a month and a half straight, and I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just so sick of it. But it, it's it's cool. I, I, this book, I think, is going to shape up to something pretty good. It still needs a bit more elbow grease, but I'm getting there. That's good, and that's a good that's a good glad space. Yeah, Every, no no agents will want it. Everybody should write a book. Itself. Yeah, everybody should. It's not that hard. You just gotta fucking sit down and do it every day till it's done. Uh, you also gotta be uh, not afraid of editing, because mm-hmm. I think some people will they'll write something beginning to end, and the idea of just going over it again is scary. But once you get over that first feeling of scariness, it actually works really well. I think some people get too trapped in the idea of it has to be perfect the first time, and so they they'll rewrite the first page like a dozen times and then give up. And it's like, no, you just got to, like, hammer that shit out and keep going. And then you come back and fix it later. Like, everything is fixed in post. Like, everything. (laughs) Once you realize that, it's a lot easier to make stuff. I guess that's my... My, uh... Yeah, I guess I don't have much more... Yeah. It's good. It's good to be back. I missed, uh, I missed, um... I'm just playing Overwatch with you guys and doing the show last week, so it's good to be back in the normal things. Do you want to play some Overwatch tonight? I'm game. All right, I'll see if Joe wants to. I'm guessing he'll be too, though. Okay. Well, we're going to do that, and everybody, all 13 of you listening, I hope you love us, because I don't love myself, and I need somebody to... Yeah. Kisses. Hi, Richard. Hi, Richard. Oh, yeah. You know, hey, let's. that'll be funny. Let's check the inbox, because I bet... Richard didn't send us email again. God, he's such a slut. But I should. Let me see. Um, add account. <laughs> I forgot to sign into my <laughs> the other email on this browser. Uh, I probably didn't need a second beer. Nope, he didn't send anything. Thanks, Richard. We love you. God, God damn it, Richard. Opinions are cheap at gmail.com. Yeah. And also, opinions are cheap on Facebook. We can 
We can yeah, we sometimes that. post weird, stupid shit there. You should come. You should come say hi and call leave, us. Leave assholes. comments on the Tamers One Two Three Four Five episode of Serial. We love you. Bye. Bye.